My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Well, welcome back. I, I like the new intro. The new intro kind of it makes me feel good, Mr. Producer. I got to tell you, it, it really is good. And it, it gives us an opportunity to explore the things that we talk about quite often. And that is, let's start with the top, that if you're waiting for others to do for you, you'll be waiting a long time. In other words, it'll never happen. We had, a great, we had a great broadcast this morning. We have another one tonight. We're joined by two amazing men, David Clement, Clements. Sorry. I, people call, they, they literally turn him into, what was that, Ferdinand Magella, Magellan? Ferdinand Magellan? <laughs> um, but David's been working on a lot of the election integrity issues that are happening out of New Mexico. He's focused in on that. He's done a lot of work across the country. And then we have Coy Griffin, who has been fighting tirelessly for election integrity, was actually one of the first people to get rid of voting machines, vote three to zero to get rid of the voting machines, Dominion voting machines, and then had the state come in and attack him. And he's also been charged in January 6th and uh, is going through the sentencing phase for trespassing, I believe. And it shows you the, the disparity in the two-tier justice system. So let's go ahead and not waste a lot of time, bring them in, and talk about the primary elections and what we're facing today. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hello, Joe. Good well, I'm going to start off. Hey, i got to start off by saying this, Coy. Where were <laughs> you, brother? You, you left me at the altar. We, we had a show... And you left, you left me here. Time, I'm so sorry the last time I was supposed to be on. Uh, no, no, don't worry. Then, no, no, I'm good. I, you don't, I was just messing with you. It's okay. We're good. I know you don't I love me. It's okay. I love you. You two gentlemen have been doing some great things. Uh, David, your wife, Erin, has been doing some crazy amounts of analysis and reading and doing the work that is necessary in order to uncover some of the election fraud that's happening in New Mexico um, while being parents and of young kids and doing all that stuff. And so, I, uh, for, first of all, let's start off by giving you both an opportunity to talk to the people that are listening and make sure that they understand who you are. I think they do, but uh, let, let's get a little deeper into that. Coy, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I serve out here in Otero County as a county commissioner. Uh, this is the end of the year will be the end of my term. 
can, can you hear me? The end of yeah, the year will be the end of my okay, my first term. Uh, I'm a one term one term commissioner, uh, but uh, but I feel like there's been many battles. I feel like there's been a lot of successes. I also formed the group Cowboys for Trump, um, just an advocacy group to support the president. Um, which we would haul our voices around to different places and uh, support his measures towards border security. As we're so close to the border right here in the county in which I serve, um, it's really important for the people of Ontario County. So I had the opportunity to meet the president, get to, get to know the president through uh, Cowboys for Trump. Um, hope that I earned the president's respect. Um, was invited into the Oval Office, got to sit down at the desk with the president, talk to him about issues in Mexico. Uh, and, uh, but the fight continues. As you mentioned, I was there on January 6th. Um, I was arrested on a misdemeanor trespass charge. I did three weeks in solitary confinement. Uh, went to trial, uh, was acquitted on the disruptive behavior and disorderly conduct, but uh, was found guilty on the trespass charge. So, uh, Recently, I did have my sentencing, um, and uh, Judge McFadden sent me to two weeks in jail, which uh, was time served. I already spent, I spent three weeks, so um, I was time served, but I'm still facing some fines and uh, community services other other repercussions from it. So, so hold on a second. You you time served two weeks in jail. They say two weeks jail for trespassing. There's a person that got arrested at my house for trespassing, and they literally gave him a thirty-five dollar fine. Yeah, yeah, and, and it wasn't just three weeks in jail, mind you. It was three weeks in what they call the DC gulag. Uh, it was three weeks in solitary confinement. The first nine days um, was twenty-four hour confinement. I wasn't able to take a shower for nine days. Um, I wasn't able to use a telephone for 10 days. Um, and, and I can, Joe, I can sit here and get everybody on here to feel sorry for you and sing you a real sad song if there wasn't men and women still locked up in there. Um, I know what it's like. I've been in it. And uh, it, it's a place of torture that you can't put into words, Joe, but something you actually have to experience. And I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's. Uh, it's unlike anything I could describe. It's so, so, so terrible. And, uh, it's frightening to think that there's still men and women out there. And they're, they've been sitting there for well over a year without a trial, being held right. for nonviolent offenses, while violent right. felons are being put back on the street and introduced back into society so they can commit more vicious crimes. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that uh, the real torture, Joe, for me, comes from a place where I was blindsided by being arrested. You know, I I didn't know that I had done anything wrong. And so when you're incarcerated like that, uh, where your conscience is clear, you know, you, you don't feel bad about anything you did. And then, to top it off, you're not, you don't have a trial date set before you where you don't, you don't see an end, in it. and uh, that leads you to a place of despair. I was Jacob Chambly, the QAnon child, but he was in a cell right next to me. Jacob put it the best, whatever he said. Um, you get to a point where you don't want to keep on living, but you can't die. And that's, that's truly a place where you get to, you know. It's like you don't want to even live, but, but 
unfortunately, you still have a heartbeat. You still have a life inside of you. It's just a place of total despair. And uh, to think that Jake Lake and um, and now as we saw a guy record just today or yesterday to seven years in federal prison for uh, just being on capital property. He might have said some things to hurt some feelings. And he might have said some things that were a little outlandish. He doesn't. But all those things were used against him. That wasn't the letter of the law wasn't followed in his in his trial and sentencing. It was the things that he said and the actions that he had made. All that was factored in, and I don't feel like it should have been. You know, he should have been sentenced for trespass, and if he had a firearm in him, on him, sentencing for carrying a firearm, but but don't give the man second year in prison for, for going down there and trying to stand up for his country. Well, I mean, you said that he wasn't carrying a firearm, was he? Was he carrying a firearm? Apparently, I think he. I think he was. I, what I've been told, and I think there's a picture of him with a firearm. Or so, you know, he was carrying a firearm. Okay, that's against the law, charging as such. But did he use the firearm? Did he pull it out? Did he? Well, I should have known. You know, I mean, a lot of men open carry. Um, because, you know, it should be our right to, you know, to protect yourself. That was a violent day on that day. If Guy Rapid had went down to the Capitol with the intention of using that gun, then I believe, in my opinion, he would have used the gun. But just because he had a firearm on him, uh, you know, again, as I said, it could have been only for personal protection, which we should have that right. Well, and I think that um, we're talking about uh, Refit, by the way. Uh, Guy Refit, a Texan who prosecutors said lit the match of the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. I will tell you that he didn't light the match. He did not light the match. The, the match was lit by a guy that we know very well who said we will go into the Capitol, into the Capitol, into the Capitol. What was his name again? I think it was Ray something, wasn't it, David? Ray Epps. Ray Epps. Wasn't even charged. Ray Epps. No, Ray Epps went before the unselect committee. He was interviewed by And they didn't even charge him. Me, I know the president. I was used in the Senate impeachment hearings in February of 2021 against the president. Um, I was front and center on that day. The select committee hasn't called me, you know. They they haven't called those that will testify of the truth. Who they call are those that will fit their agenda and their narrative. We see it every day on that show. Hey, hey, listen, we, we see it every day where people like Biden and the rest of them get on the phone. And it's like, hey, I, I called the New York Times. I wrote this article. We're going to take care of this guy. You see that every day. The, the amount of hit pieces that come out on me on a daily basis. By the way, if you didn't know this, I've been sued 52 times. No, that's not true. That's right. That's not true either. Matter of fact, I've been in five lawsuits in my life. But let's put that aside for a minute. And let's go back to I was also raised in a place I wasn't raised. And they just lie about everything. The media lies about everything. They're, they don't tell the truth about anything. And yet they do this in order to make it so that we are discredited for telling the truth. And, Coy, you went to the Capitol for a redress of grievances. That's why you went to the Capitol. Did you have any intention of over, overthrowing anything? 
No, absolutely not. I wasn't even planning on going down to the Capitol on that day as God is my witness. I was just, I was going to go to the rally. I thought I was going to be, I thought I was going to be included, uh, possibly on the stage on that day, uh, because I had traveled with the Women for America First tour all up to the rally day. Um, but a good friend of mine, Gary Chapman, uh, he was he used to be Mary David Grant. He's a Christian recording artist. Gary had texted me that morning and told me, encouraged me to go pray with people at the Capitol. And so, as God is my witness, Joe, that was the only reason why I walked down to the Capitol on January 6th, was to find a bullhorn and a crowd of people to lead them in prayer. God led me down to the west side, west terrace, up to the inaugural side of the west side. Um, I never pushed through any barricades. I never went anywhere I didn't feel like I was supposed to go. I never one time saw a sign that said restricted zone, unauthorized area. Um, I just went in a, in a crowd of peaceful Americans that are frustrated, absolutely, but peaceful all the same. I went thousands in prayer. I left on my own accord. I never had one interaction with the D.C. Capitol Police officer. Uh, and on January 17th, as I told you the story, I was arrested and uh, run through the ringer. And, uh, you know, still going through it, you know. I mean, uh, right now I have a, a, a lawsuit. It's called a crew lawsuit. David, I, I hope, will uh, we'll give his expertise on his knowledge of this lawsuit that I have against me right now. But they're trying to use the courts to remove me from office. Um, my political adversaries here in the county, they... They ran a recall against me, Joe, right after January the 6th. They tried to use a legal constitutional method to remove me from office. Their recall failed. They couldn't get 28% of my constituents to sign their recall. Um, so now I have a bunch of high-powered attorneys that are trying to remove me through the courts and they're using the grounds of being a part of an insurrection. Um, and it's uh, very painful to go through. So, David, First of all, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. I know about you. You're my brother from another mother. You both are, but tell tell me a little. Yeah, tell everyone a little bit about you and what's going on right now. Hey, Joe. I'm a former law professor, former prosecutor. Got into the fight day one to expose the election coup that happened not on January 6th but on November 3rd. Yes. And uh, created a giant bullseye on my back. Uh, was terminated from my position at the university. It was a dream job. And I tried to use my skills as a prosecutor to present evidence on the stolen election. So the two things that drive me every day is to get rid of the machines, which are the optimizer for all the, all the different manifestations of fraud that we see, the ballot mules, the ballot stuffing. And the second thing, which is actually even more near and dear to my heart, is the plight of our J6 prisoners. And so one of the reasons why I'm on today is um, I've been talking and consulting with Coy behind the scenes. And frankly, I'm just heartbroken because I see the intensity of the lawfare that is being waged against Coy. As Coy mentioned, there was a recall election that failed after January 6th. His constituents know him. They love him. They trust him. He was our leading voice on the county commission to vote for decertification of the primary election and also uh, was one of the, the three votes to get rid of Dominion. And since then, they have redoubled their efforts and they have filed what's known as a quo warranto 
uh, proceeding and, and the plaintiffs don't even live in his county. This is how ridiculous this is. And they're trying to get a civil court out of Santa Fe, New Mexico, the most progressive uh, county in the state to make certain findings that they don't have the subject matter jurisdiction to make. They want to basically present a, a declaratory judgment that COI took place in an insurrection. Well, there's a problem with that. That's a legal determination. It wasn't done in the actual uh, criminal proceeding that COI was a part of. All they had was misdemeanor trespass. And with this insurrection uh, label, they want to see, they're, they're seeking to remove him from office to ensure that he doesn't run ever again. Um, so when I look at the court filings in Coy's case, I'm seeing anywhere from seven to 12 to 15 attorneys that have rotated in and out. Wow. There's a, an amicus brief that was just filed recently uh, with names such as Erwin Chemerinsky, who is a noted constitutional scholar out of, out of California. He's one of the, the progressive Marxists. So they're paying massive sums of money to go against Coy through this, this other proceeding. And I see the, 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 they're asking for sanctions and everything else. And so um, I wanted to get on today. I called you up, Joe, because I'm sick and tired of brave men like Coy having to pay and come up with money to, to pay off fines. Yeah, I think it was like $3,000 in fines from this bogus trespass charge. And I say it's bogus because for the past 200 years, when you go to you know when you go to Washington D.C., it's it's had different iterations of, of what's been built, the monuments and whatnot. But when you go to the mall, hey David, when you go to that area, yeah, who whose house is that? What where I'm at? No, whose house did Coy get? It's, yeah, whose house? Well, it's it's is our it? house. It's 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 our house. But here's the deal: any tourist has gone on those steps and taken photos. Tourists every day for for years and years and years go there and they just take pictures. There is no restrictive area that was identifiable. So there's so many things wrong with it, but I just want to show my solidarity for Koi. And one of the things that we've talked about is find J6 prisoners or political targets in your own state. Koi is a neighbor of mine. And I feel like the people of New Mexico need to step up and have his back because he has put himself on the front lines for us. And, and that's why I'm here today. You know, we, we talked this morning about, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today, and that is the primary elections and what we're dealing with in the primaries. And I think, you know, I, I look at this from a different perspective. I look at it from the perspective of just simplicity. What would you expect? What would you expect to happen? I use this as an example. When, when we had the election in 2016, I went to the Capitol. I went to the Capitol. I wanted to take my kids there so they could see the inauguration. I took my kids there in 2008, or excuse me, I wanted to take my kids there in 2008. Because when, and we've talked about this before, I voted for President Trump, or President, uh, I voted for Obama. And some of you will get mad at me for saying that. I'm going to tell you I did because I wanted change. I wanted hope and change. I thought it would lead to, you know, less turmoil in communities. I, I grew up in a in a interracial environment. I, I thought that he could bring uh, races together. I thought that that was the case. He turned out to be the absolute biggest shitbag this side of the planet. But that is a different story altogether. 
But I took my kids in 2016 to um, D.C. to watch the inauguration for President Trump. And the amount of hate and vitriol that I saw there that day, the amount of disgust that I had for other people, other Americans, was massive. Now, I didn't know what I would be experiencing over the next four years, but they're they're saying that that four years they're gonna they're gonna take it out on the American people. If you disagree with them, which by the way is seventy percent of this country, then they're gonna do everything they can to punish you. And I think that's what they're doing to Coy. They're punishing Coy, and they're stealing not, elections. Not only punishing, no, I don't think, but make it an example of me. You know, uh, they. They have to single one, they single the person out that might be standing up the most, and then they try to destroy them with the type of vindictiveness that nobody will ever want to follow down that path, you know? And it's like with me and, and my place, if, if they take me out, I look around me in the whole state of New Mexico, and I think, I mean, I'm not with others like Davis, I'm talking about elected leaders. Other elected leaders in our state, and I'm thinking, Who's going to follow in behind me, you know? I mean, if, if, and nobody will want to if they destroy you with the type of business that they uh, are trying to. Uh, but by God's grace, uh, I believe we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. All right, so, so, so let's ask the question. You get through all this, they're suing you to basically remove you from office because they can't silence you. And to make it so you can't run for office again, period. Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you, IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're for you, and, and here's the thing, it, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. I mean, what, what's the, David, how is this even, how is this even legal? How, how are we dealing with something that's legal? It's not legal, Joe. In, in fact, we, you know, I put up a CNN hit piece that I've had to endure recently, and we caught these these thugs in the midst of their plans. Coy was one of the brave souls that voted to get rid of Dominion and to not certify. And so we saw what the Secretary of State's response to that was. They were prepared to get an ad hoc replacement commission to cast a vote in their place. And they've already telegraphed that they're going to have a, a session where they ask the legislature to make sure that commissioners never do what Coy did, which was withhold certification because our elections are crap and they're not trustworthy. And so they've got an apparatus in place that is just, it's monstrous. The progressive communist Democrats control the Supreme Court. They control the SOS, the AG's office, the governor's office. They, could, they control both branches. Of, of, the, of the House and Senate. 
So New Mexico has been absolutely dominated through selections, illegal selections. And so when they see courage like this, they want to squash it, stamp it out. And uh, you can count on one hand the people in New Mexico that are elected that have Coy's courage. So we're trying to rally everyone to him. We're trying to rally other figures across the country to do it. But it's absolutely illegal. And if I could distill it in uh, simple terms, this Quo Warranto lawsuit that was filed against him, one, it tries to supersede a removal statute that, that um, was already used and they failed. Second, you've got people that aren't even in Coy's County. And third, the relief that they're requesting, they're requesting a declaratory judgment from a civil district court judge, not a criminal judge, a civil district court judge to make a legal declaration that Coy is a insurrectionist. You can't do that. They don't have subject matter jurisdiction. And, and the reason why that's important is if you don't have subject matter jurisdiction over a case, you can't do anything. You can't impose sanctions. You can't make people comply with your, your bogus scheduling order. You can try. And subject matter jurisdiction is such an important concept that if the court screws up, you can raise it even after trial. You can raise it even after appeal, meaning a court can get a jury and wrongfully uh, get a finding against Coy, and you can raise it and you have to vacate that judgment as a matter of law. So um, I think that this is a, a facially invalid uh, lawsuit, but the problem is we've got tyrants that are occupying all of these different bottlenecks of corruption, and I don't think they care. They're so arrogant that they're going to try to run this through, have a bunch of the, the, the AP Associated Press propaganda rags put out their headlines, and they don't care. It's a matter of, hey, does, does Coy have the resources to fight back? Does he have the money? And they're hoping they can bury him. So we have to use whatever outlets we can to stick up, bring awareness to his cause, and, and fight with him. Well, Coy, you do have some guys behind the scenes like David and others that are helping you write all these briefs and, and answer all these complaints, and they don't know what to do with that. I, I almost feel <laughs> as if they, they get your responses and they go, well, who the hell wrote this for them? This can't be Absolutely. Coy. Come on now. But what they forget, though, Joe, is we can look, I as a pro se uh, defendant, I look at the same law that all those genius attorneys that went to years of law school are looking at. I mean, the law is available for every American, and, um, and by me being able to, to dig this law up and then have the counsel of David um, and others to, to guide me through it and to point me in the direction that I need to go, uh, it's invaluable because I tell you what, if I would have hired an attorney right off of the bat on this deal, there's no telling how many tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars would already have been spent. And that's what they want to do. They want to, as David said, they want to break us. They want to financially devastate us. And I have a lot of followers that would give generously to, to, to help me hire an attorney, but I want to win. I don't want. I don't want somebody represent me that's from the same fraternal order as my plaintiff's attorney and the judge and everybody else, which is the American bar association. You know, I mean, I want to win this deal and I want to win it uh, pro se, and um, I think we're going to be able to do it by God's grace. You know, I mean, the God tells us if we will trust in Him, 
that he will give us the words to speak at the time we need to speak and give us the wisdom and the direction to get through it. And uh, I fully stand in faith of that. I think God's going to get us through. And I think, But I think that he's going to bring together a community, uh, which he has in this patriot movement. I mean, it's such a tight community with those that God has on the front line. And uh, it's just an honor to be uh, considered one of them right now. Hey, Joe, let me yes, say sir. one thing real quick. You know, and, and just in case your folks are curious, because I am, I, I do have a law license still, even though there have been many complaints to take it away. Uh, and and me, people might ask, well, why not formally represent COI? And that's a legitimate question. And yeah, so I saw, I, that. I do I not saw charge, that question just now. Yeah, I don't, I don't charge a fee for the legal advice that I provide. And I provide many, many private sessions with J6 folks um, that people don't see, they don't know about. And here's the reason why I don't, because I am, you know, some once you enter into a case, the court acquires personal jurisdiction over you, including the attorneys. That means at that point, they can do things to you. And and so I have not been able to earn a living as an attorney because folks will not only Google my name, they will hold it against prospective clients. And you can look no further than what just happened in Texas. There was a wonderful couple by the name of the Gallagher's been fighting uh, on election issues. One, uh, they, they filed a lawsuit over election fraud and the court because they want to hold up the, the party line that there is no such thing leveled sanctions against them in excess of $30,000. And so this is what they want me to do. After I was terminated, they were hoping that I was dumb enough to start representing clients. And at that point, the court can make a finding. Election fraud stuff is frivolous. How dare you, uh, Mr. Attorney? We're going to sanction you 30 grand. Oh, you're going to defend Coy Griffin, this insurrectionist? How dare you? There's no merit to that. We'll sanction you. And so I've had to basically work through back channels for free just because I love Coy and I, I love our J6 patriots um, and do the best that I can. But I've been brought to a point where, though I have a license, it's just, it's a fiction at this point. Every single Marxist progressive is looking to get their hooks uh, into me and to ruin me financially. And just like Coy, when I was investigated three times for fighting election fraud uh, to remove my license, if I would have hired an attorney, I would have, I, I counted my time, I would have been in, uh, in debt probably by eighty-five dollars to $90,000. And so I'm only here today because I did everything myself. So that's the answer to the question that, that some of your viewers might have. Well, I think that you, we, we have to look at that from with, for what it is. We have to look at it and go... All right. At at, at some at some at some level, we have to understand that they are literally eighty sixing and getting rid of people in the community that are standing up for anyone that that opposes their ideology. So I'm not surprised by it. What I am surprised by it is that it's even gone through, gone this far, that a judge hasn't stepped in and said, "Look, you have a First Amendment right. You, you were charged with trespassing. I've seen 100,000 people that come through, whatever it is, in my career, see 100,000 people come through with trespassing charges, and I give them a $35 fine, and I move on. But that's not what this is about. This is about silencing the truth. I think people need to understand that. Hey, what's wrong with your... What's wrong with your... What's wrong with your... Uh, your are you are you hearing that too, David? The muffling of of Coy's speaker. Yeah, Coy, it's, drop it's off and come right back up. Drop off and come right back in. So just drop out and come back oh. in, if you would, because you sound mm -hmm. like you're underwater. Oh. 
So while we talk about that, David, this is a real problem. We're, we're going into the primary season, and the media is complicit in that behavior. They're, they're, talk about Kerry Lake for a minute out of Arizona. They said that the Pence-supported candidate is up 1% on Kerry Lake going into the primary. Do you believe that? Not for a second. Not for a second. Kerry She's Lake, up 20 points. She's a rock star. She might be the most popular, well-spoken. Uh, you know, when you want a spokesperson for a movement, yeah, look no further than Carrie Lake. There's no yeah. way. Yeah, in, in all 50 states, I think she's her her name recognition in all 50 states is probably at 30. That means a hundred million people know who Carrie Lake is. That's a big number. That's a big number, and and I cannot imagine someone with as cool and calm a demeanor as Carrie Lake being one point behind some sniveling little, I'm not even going to say it, that is supported by the traitor Pence. I did say that. <laughs> well, I agree with you, man. I, I, it's just one of those things where I look at that and it defies all logic, all reason, and perhaps it's what's going to take. It's going to take that to wake up more of the, the normies, so to speak, on just how bad our elections are. We have third world elections. All right. So, oh, Coy, you're back. I'm back. Can you hear me? I can, you're better. It is better. Uh, no, no, you're not. Yes, you are. <laughs> what? What? Are, are you calling me on a, it must be a, a Sharpie. Are you calling me on a Sharpie like this? <laughs> calling through a Sharpie? Is it a, is it a CIA mic? I'm not a I don't know what it is. I don't know. So we're going. We're talking about the primary. We're talking about how unpopular Carrie Lake is, and the fact that she absolutely should lose this by at least fifteen points, and the fact that the media is coming out and say she's down by one point. I, I'm joking in what I'm saying. I'm, I'm being. I'm Babylon B. They're trying to convince the American people that she's not popular, so they can use these machines in order to steal the election. Coy, do you think they're doing that across the entire country? Absolutely. Um, can you hear me okay? No. I want to take up something if you can't hear me. I, I can't, but just speak louder. Maybe that's it. Okay. We here in Ontario County, we asked to, to inspect or to take a manual voting machine uh, before the next election, and they have refused to allow the county only to inspect the machine to see if there's technology that would transmit information or allow those machines to be corrupted. So until Dominion can, will allow an outside forensics expert to examine the machine to make sure they're, they're, they can't be corrupted, I'll never trust the machine. And nor, nor should you. I, look, look at what we know about Dominion and ESNS. Look at what we know about the code. And, and we're only learning about the code from third party. Look, I, I have someone inside of ESNS that sends me stuff by so smoke signals. <laughs> Joe, please come find me in the village three cities over. <laughs> please walk around the block four times, knock on the trash can three times, Put a little mark on the trash can, and then I will come to you. <laughs> you think that's funny, but that's true. Because they're deathly afraid. They're so afraid of speaking the truth. 
And people don't understand that these people are, they're not afraid of lying. Like, I wasn't afraid of lying. I was afraid of telling the truth. And now all of a sudden, we're the bad guys. You, you know, you know, Joe, if you followed the Ontario County Commission, you may have seen where we refused to certify the last primary election. And yeah. We were leveraged, by that refusal, we were leveraged by the New Mexico Secretary of State when she threatened the target with fourth degree felonies and removed us from office unless we verified or certified that election. The other two commissioners voted for it. I still held my ground, I said no, but the election was certified. Well, in one of the races, which happened to be my seat, the, the, the margin was so close there had to be a recount. Well, inside of that recount, they found three votes that were legal votes that the convention machine didn't count. Okay, and you may think, ah, oh, three votes, but this race was decided by 11 votes. But what, what, the point that I'm making, though, is the vote tally changed. It changed after we certified the recount, the vote tally changed. So what does that tell you? It tells me that we certified an election that wasn't illegal, nor a valid, nor uh, it was a fraudulent election. And so now, I have proposed a lawsuit against the Secretary of State for her forcing us to, to certify an invalid election. We'll see where it goes, I don't know. But what they did is that Ontario County should never happen to another position board again. If it's a yes-no board decision, then we shouldn't be forced to be a rubber stamp. We should be able to vote our conviction on it. And Unfortunately, in New Mexico, the land of we weren't allowed to do that. Yeah, Joe, and let me just add this. On um, August 11th, we've got another county commission meeting, and we're going to try to get a bigger venue because the last time we did, a, we did a meeting, we had 100 people standing outside wanting to get in. So the folks in Otero are passionate about it. We are going to put forth our official final report because there's all kinds of phases. And the last update we had to bring before the commission because that's when we realized that Dominion went ahead and wiped the 2020 project file illegally. And so uh, now we've got our complete findings. We've got some bombshells that we're going to present on the 11th uh, that further validate Coy's intuition and his and and really he he knows what he sees. And so we're going to give him more backing. Last time we had a surprise expert witness in Jeff Lenberg. We're going to have another one uh, that's going to make uh, stunning presentations over our analysis of the digital record. And so watch out. We're going to have uh, a whole bunch of stuff, and it's we're going to document it and make sure that everyone in the country can see us fighting. And uh, we're going to make sure that this county commission, we're not worried about Coy. Coy's a man of principle. Um, but there are some of us that are worried, even though we've got that 3-0 vote. What happened after the primary was a, a level of intimidation, a threat of criminal prosecution. So what's to say that that won't happen when we start working towards a paper-based election in November? What happens when the Secretary of State says, hey, uh, you, you, better, you better use Dominion or else, right? So we're watching this very carefully, but we're gonna give the, the commission everything they need to make the right decision. And the right decision 
is is to basically have a, a paper based election, and that's it. All right, so so let's talk about the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. You are in a place of interposition, Coy. You and the two other county commissioners were in a place of interposition, standing between the tyrants, the bad law, the the things that were stealing the voice of the American people, of your constituents, and the people they were trying to adversely affect. They came in and they said, no, you, you are not allowed to do that. We will charge you with a felony. We will throw you in jail. And two of them buckled. Did you have public support? Was there public support to back you up? Was there public support that was there? Was there public support that would push over the building? Was there public support that would say, no, you will not do... We elected them. You did not elect them. We elected them. Was there enough public support and people out there? Or do we need to light that fire even deeper and say, no, 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 no? I don't think you can ever get the fire burning that, that too bright. So, I mean... We need to continue to beat this drug, but in that particular case, there was huge public support. We had a room full of votes. I wasn't present. I was in Washington, D.C. I had just been sentenced on that same day, yep. uh, so I just had to call yeah. into the meeting. <laughs> and that was purposeful, but, by the way. Yeah. I mean, think about that. <laughs> they, they knew that Aaron and I wasn't going to be there, and they chose a date where Coy was being sentenced. This, that's the way that these snakes work. As soon as, as, soon as your, your courageous folks are, are away, they try to sneak this stuff through. And so we're going to redouble our efforts. We're going to make sure that more people are packed into that, that meeting than have ever been there before. And uh, we're going to have a nice filmographer that's going to document every bit of it. So um, we're going to have a chance. We're going we're to try to restore the credibility of those two commissioners uh, by showing up and giving them everything they need. It, it was the citizen of our board, Vicki Marquardt. Vicki's a great patriot. Vicki, Vicki, I think Vicki will hold the line. Unfortunately, when she caved on the last vote, she said, well, I think I can do better by not being removed, but I still feel like the election was fraudulent. So, I mean, that, that doesn't fly for me. I say stand on your conviction, hold your ground, but... I think Vicky. I think Vicky. Uh, I think she can see what's going on in her country. And I just pray that she's pray that she's willing to make the sacrifice. So. so what what do you think what do you think the outcome you know we we're going into these primary elections and we saw what happened in Colorado we saw what's happened in Georgia, we have five primaries happening today. This is scary stuff. I haven't seen the information coming out of Arizona yet. I've seen some exit polls that show that Kerry Lake is well ahead by 15, 20 points uh, in many of the areas that the strongholds of that, that she had to carry. But there's two scary things. One, the, the cohesion of the media with the falsification of an election. That's happening. And the reuse of words such as misinformation, disinformation, you know, the big lie, all the things. By the way, nobody believes it. Nobody, the big lie is the, that they're lying. They're the big liars. <laughs> so we know it's not true. But, I, you know, what, what is the straw that breaks the camel's back? I feel like we're there. 
Nothing to see here, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Guys, listen to me. The, the Halderman report says that Dominion is trash, that ESNS is trash, that they're trash. Why, why are we even having a conversation? Why can't we break through this and get to a place where we talk about truth? And either one of you can answer it. But I, I think I actually know the answer. That was a you know, providential deal where never ask a question you, that you already know the answer to. I'm asking it anyway. Well, hey, hey, well Joe, I think we've reached critical mass. And what's fun is there's still a few offshoots of the folks that are maintaining the talking points that there's nothing wrong with their elections and it's really funny when it's republican so i'm i'm a part of maybe 30 40 different election groups and and they want to debate and i can't keep up with the amount of news stories that are being aired every seems like every five minute there's a new report on fraud that's being exposed and it's almost like we're getting there's so much that we're getting um, we're getting lost in it which is a good thing but right now you know we used to take it used to take us months to kind of figure out what the cheat is within 30 minutes we pretty much have it dialed in on what went wrong why where to look and we're on this and so um if arizona if there's anything that that goes uh, you know if they if they think that anything's going to happen where we're robbed of, of another race of like Kerry lake's race uh that might be the thing that that sends everything over the edge so you never know well, it's not just. Go ahead. Sorry, Coy. I truly do believe, Joe, that the silver bullet in there is our county commissioners and local government. If we can get our county commissioners' backbone and our county sheriffs, if our county sheriffs will stand up to their rightful political point and quit looking at their position as a law enforcement position, but to look at their position as a political position. Uh, I think through our local bodies of government, we can jerk it off with you know, you know, I mean, the first, the first level of certification in our electorate begins with our county commission board. If our county commission boards are suspect of possible fraud and will hold the line on the local county level, then we will force them to come to at the top. And that will be our republic coming to life. That's our republic. Will be represented. We, we keep coming underneath this lie of democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a republic that structures through the Democrat process, but we're a republic on the state. Where's the republic first represented? On the local level, the local body. That's where we need to focus on, I believe. I agree with you fully. I also agree that at some point we have to step in the gap collectively and we have to start working the problem. I always talk about working the problem. I talk about the doctrine of lesser magistrates. Obviously, David, I've said some things. We were on a a, uh, a <laughs> documentary where I was like, listen, we just get in the gap. We do what we got to do. We tell the police, listen, you have three choices. You go stand with the tyrants, you go stand with the victims, or you stand with us. And you have about 30 seconds to choose. Ready? 29 seconds. Well, we're going to go just doing our job. 20 seconds. Oh, we're just doing our job. 15 seconds. It's not looking good for you, buddy. Five seconds. Bro, you're running out of time. I think we got to get to that. And I'm not saying it has to be violent. That's not what I'm saying at all, even though they've said that they've hung their hat on things that I've said and I've said on purpose, and that is that traitors should be hung. They've hung their hat on that. Now, guys, listen to me. I didn't make the rules. Did you say that or the Constitution say that? I, the, the, actually, federal law states that. 
it's not in the Constitution. It's in federal law. It's a federal statute. And if, if you look at it, the federal statute is clear that if you commit treason, that that is a possible punishment. Well, they don't like that. They don't talk about that because they, don't under, they can't read. See, most of these guys went to schools where they didn't teach them to read. They just taught them what was in those things, right? Or they taught them to read books that are on pornography. Uh, I, I digress. Uh, but we have to start looking at ways that we talk more clearly about truth without caring about consequences. And I think both of you are living that. But we, we have to live it collectively. We have to live it holistically. We have, to, we have to look at every whole on within whole ons, every system within systems. And we say to ourselves that this is the only path forward, God's path. Amen. I think there's, there's a couple things there. I think the COVID pandemic was eye-opening. And I think lots of people went through the process saying, you know something? I'm just never going to wear a mask again. And that time, that, that time was different for everyone. And I think we're having a same awakening with the election machines. And I'm not saying go, don't go out there and honor the candidates by casting whatever happens to your vote because we want to preserve our voice as best we can. But there's going to come a point where we have that, that Boston Tea Party moment where you count the cost and you know something? I would rather walk out the door with this Dominion tabulator and chuck it in the river and that's worth getting arrested for, in my opinion. Once you understand that these are slave devices and slave machines. Now, we're pushing peacefully, we're pushing the bounds of civil disobedience, but there's, there's nothing immoral about what I'm saying right now when you realize how immoral these machines are. I mean, this, is, this would be no different than, than seeing someone that's whipping a man that's in shackles and taking the whip from him. That's what I'm talking about. And so, uh, you know, from, the, from a standpoint of, of messaging, I'm trying to get people to show up to these air-conditioned uh, rooms and say, hey, let's get the commissions back. Commission, we're going to give you everything you do, everything you need to make the right decision to vote them out, to do it peacefully. But at some point, look, I look at November as that's it. If we don't right the ship by November, we're, we're in no man's land. We're at the point of no return. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Coy. When those machines get thrown into the river, they need to be thrown into the river by the county commissioners and the county sheriff. If not, we should never advocate or promote any random acts of violence or any, or any small uprising. Any, any kind of pushback that we have to have from the level of we the people needs to be done constitutionally, legally, and through the channels of local government because that's what our constitution allows for. The the bills that uh, those that put a that wrote our constitution, our founders were brilliant visionaries. They knew that we were gonna be in this place that we're at today. So they put in a safeguard of the county sheriff, uh, militias and such to be formed legally to take back the power that's been well, l listen, I, I want to be, I want to sit in the middle of both of you, and I want to tell you this, and, and I want to ask you both if this is a, if this is something that is sensible, this is a, a middle ground. They, they always say that they want to look for a compromise. So I got a compromise. Ready? 
Let me just tell you my, because everybody goes, oh, you got to do this and rubbing your head and pat on your belly three times and jump up and down, do jumping jacks, and boom, the safe opens. We, we, have, we have the answer. Here's my answer. Ready? Okay. One, we make Election Day a federal holiday. Period. That's number one. Number two, we clean the voter rolls. That's number two. Number three, we get rid of mail-in ballots. Completely. Mail-in ballots, they're gone. They are a tool designed to defraud the voice of the American people. Okay? If you don't have an ID, no problem. We sent $40 billion over to, uh, to Ukraine. We found the money. We're going to give everybody free IDs. That'll cost about $100 million across the country over a four-year period of time. You want an ID, you can't afford one, no problem. We'll give you one if you're an American citizen. Okay? Got it? We shrink the precincts. We do bipartisan groups in those precincts that say, all right, you counted it. Yep. Okay. You counted it. Hey, Bob, did you see what that, that my count was 10. Hey, Jan, what was your, my count was 10. Go to the next one. And they put it into a computer. Just, they don't need a Seidel and an Edison. It's really simple. One portal, one, it's paper ballots. Every ballot has a serial number. We do it on money. Why can we not do it on ballots? Okay? You, you count the ballots. You put it in the system. Everybody signs off. Says, yep, that's what I saw on ballots. Jan goes, yep, that's what I saw on ballots. Hand it over to another group. They, they double check it because you always want to have a double check. Yeah, discount double check, right? Little Aaron Rodgers. They go through. Yep, yep, yep. You got 10. Yep, yep, yep. Got 10. All done the same night. All put in the system. Here you go. David Clements got 20 votes. Corey Griffith, Griffin got 20 votes. Joe Oltman got five votes. We don't like him. It's simple. Transparent. And guess what it doesn't require? Over $6 billion in annual spend. $6 billion in annual spend for voting systems. Doesn't require that. It doesn't require that. It's simple. Solves the problem. It's transparent. The people are involved in decision making. And it gets rid of the machines. And guess what? We can stop fighting and go back to doing what we were doing before, which is living a life in our community where we could all get along. Oh my gosh. And I saved the $6 billion. I tell you what, they can send that $6 billion to Nancy Pelosi's husband, who is going to get some insider trading tips. Maybe he could turn it into $60 billion and give a little bit of back to the American people. I'm just saying, I mean, maybe that's a possibility. You tell me. Everything you said makes sense, Joe. The problem is, is the media magnets that are watching this interview that are trying to pick the little thing that they can twist and contort and make us three look like crazy people, they're not going to touch anything you just said. And the reason why is because everything you said only calls for two things, transparency and truth. And that's all any of us want. We just want transparency and truth. If, if America would kill somebody as terrible as Joe Biden or the president, we can accept that as long as there's transparency, truth, and we don't have to ruin the people's The system we have in place doesn't work. But yeah, I love it. Well, I, I got to tell you that. Um 
we are uh, we're out of time. I'm going to give you guys both the last word, and then I'm going to pray for both of you. So I'll start with you, David, and then Coy. Your your sound sucks. I just want everybody to know your sound sucks, right? Someone needs to buy you a phone that hasn't been stuck in a big bottle of water, but that's okay. We forgive you. We're, we listen through we listen through muffled coffee. I'm like this. Hello, Coy. Talk to me. Uh, hello. Okay. Wee woo wee woo wee woo wee woo. <laughs> and I know it's not. We have uh, I bet you they do. I bet you they do. They got they got the filter I can't afford, I guess. David, we'll yeah. start with you. Last last word on what we're dealing with and and my Captain Obvious moment, obviously. Yeah, well first I just pretending that Coy is like speaking to us from the eighteen hundreds. He's he's a cowboy and, and there's crude technology. He's got the, the can and the string. And uh, but the reason why I'm here today is for Coy. And I don't want to lose sight of that. The fact of the matter is I, I've I've had to deal with frivolous lawsuits filed against me. I've had, uh, and I just know what it feels like. And if you've never had um, been put in a position where a court can make you give things of yourself, to make you give up your property and your hard-earned money and have a position uh, to describe you falsely, then, then you don't know what a weight that is. And so my goal coming on the show today was to say, uh, I've looked at the briefs that were filed against Coy. It's garbage. It's tyranny. Um, and I just want the man to get the fines from his case. I think it's $3,500 or so. I want, I want an offering to get that monkey off his back. And I want you know, him to fix his truck because a lot of people don't know that, that Coy works with his hands. He does labor, works out in the sun. He's got, a, he's got a young son that he's taking care of and providing for. And there's just so much that you all don't know about Coy because he's not going to tell you. He's too humble. And so um, I, I want us to take care of him and today to bless him um, because we need fighters like Coy. Um, if we can bless him and take this off his plate, I know he's going to be the right voice for the people of Otero uh, in, in waging war against Dominion. Okay, so David, how do they support him? Because he's terrible so he's at asking people for support, just so you know. Sorry, yeah, sorry, so on, <laughs> You don't get to talk yet. On my Telegram page, if you go to my Telegram page, at the professor's record, you'll see a post uh, that directs you to Coy Griffin's Give, Send, Go page. And uh, so just, just find me there. If you follow me there. All right, what um, is the Give, Send, Go? Hold on, i got to go find it while, while you're talking. I'll let Coy talk, and then I'm going to be his little cheerleader. I'm going to put on a skirt even, dance around. I might even let you look up a little bit there, Coy, uh, you know, virtually. Uh, i gotta, I got to find this prisoner's record. Ba-boop. It's uh, GiveSendGo.com forward slash G3M5K. Yeah, there you That's go. GiveSendGo.com. GiveSendGo.com forward slash, yep, G3M5K. Put that up, Mr. Producer, on the screen, if you would, please. Um, and you also have a way to, to mail and support them as well. I also shared it, just so you know. I just put it on our um, Telegram channel just now, and I will share it to Truth Social and others. This is, uh, this is not a man that, that lives beyond his means. Coy is one that is fighting for every American, and is probably one of the most humble, amazing American men I've ever met. Um, and he rides a horse, which I can't do very well. But, you know, I'll stand beside you. I might even get on it. 
But it, it chaps the inside of my legs there, Coy. It kind of feels a little weird after a little while. Well, I spent a lot of time on the horse. I spent a lot of time in the ministry. Um, you know, I pray that my humility comes from God. I, uh, I served as a, as a pastor for, for about five and a half years. Um, I pray to live my life in fear and reverence for God. And I know that the battle that we're in is a spiritual battle. And uh, we need to approach it as a spiritual battle, you know. We always get lost in the weeds with the politics, but really the root of it is a spiritual. It's good and evil right now. And, um, you know, I'm honored to be in the fight, but, um, but I do have a lot of the financial things hanging over my head. And I, I work, I do work as a stone mason. I lay rocks. I, I try to work hard, whatever I can. Um, but, uh, but any support that anybody out there would entrust me with, uh, I would handle your money just like you're selling it into my to the church. You know, I, as a pastor, I was a fiscal agent of the church. As a county commissioner, I'm a fiscal agent of the county. And any money that you were to give to me through the business, no, I would handle the same. I would, I would put it in the areas that it needs to be fit to go in. And I would keep liberty and freedom. And guys like Jake Lane and the political prisoners of January 10th, I would go the extra mile for those guys because I know I've experienced it. I could be a great advocate um, to bring attention to the, to the atrocity of January 10th. Yeah. David Clements and Coy Griffin. I'm going to pray for you guys, and then uh, obviously I have to do my wrap-up, But uh, so don't go anywhere. i got a bunch of wrap-ups to do. Guys, so stay here with me uh, because we have some things that I want to talk to you about. But um, if I want to pray for these men and I want to pray for the January 6th prisoners. And uh, so let's just, let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for these men. I want to thank you for their courage, their commitment, Father. I want to thank you for their commitment. You know, there are people out there that are talking about grifter and that they're, that people are, are, are not genuine or authentic in what they do. And these men, gentlemen, have the, these men, Father, have been have been genuine. They have been authentic. They have stood, and and you can see the fruits of their tree, Father. So I thank you for them. I thank you for their for their spouses. I thank you for their families. I thank you for their children. I thank you for their friends. I thank you for the people that have stood next to them. Father, this is a tough fight, and you never said it would be easy. So, Father, I just I would just pray a special blessing upon both of these men. I would, I would, I would, I would ask for a special blessing upon the other commissioners that were pushed into a place and threatened, that they may find their God courage. They may find your courage, Father, to stand up. Father, I would ask for a special blessing of protection around the hearts and around the minds of these men. I would ask you for a special protection around Aaron, David's wife, for the hard work and commitment that she has shown, for the leadership and for the unselfish desire to serve the American people. Father, I would just ask you to protect her. I would ask you to protect the people in our community from the adversity that is, that is facing us both financially and emotionally. I would ask you to turn around what the devil would use to hurt us in our community, that it would hurt the evil in our community. 
I would ask you to pull back the veil, Father. I asked for this this morning. I asked for it again, to pull back the veil farther so that more people can wake up and see the atrocities of these evil, evil, terrible, terrible people. And I know some are just misguided, Father, so I would ask you to just put a stop block in front of them and stop them from doing harm to people in our community. I would ask you to give us the strength to stand together. I would ask you to give us the strength that we can, that we can form a nation of unity. Not united in a single ideology of kumbaya, but united in your word, Father. That we would, that we would not let pastors pervert truth. We would not let leaders in political positions tell us things that we know, we know are not true. Father, give us the strength that we can step over those lies. And we step over those people that tell those lies, Father. Give us the strength, Father, to stand in you to stand in your word and to do the things that are necessary in order to protect our community, to protect our country, and to protect this world. Father, I know that this world is yours. It is. It does not belong to the devil. This is not the devil's domain. And forgive us for allowing the perversion to say that this place belongs to the devil because we know it doesn't. Give us the strength to stand against that and to drive it back into the hole it came from. And to let those ideals and those ideas be banished from our community. I ask for all of these things, Father. I ask for financial support for, for Coy. I ask for all the things that we need for David, for Aaron, for Mike Lindell, for all the people that are fighting right now to support truth and to drive truth and accountability to our community. I just ask for you to supernaturally protect them, guide them, give them the wisdom they need, Father. I ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, there you go. You know, I started praying on this show three months ago. <laughs> and the hit pieces they say about me, they don't talk about me praying on the show. You know that? <laughs> they go, well, he brings faith into the show, and this guy brings God to the community. It's supposed to be a separation between podcast and religion. It's total garbage. <laughs> Can't believe he's doing it. What the heck's wrong with him, that guy, Joe Oltman? He, you know what? If he brings up God one more time, gosh darn it, I swear I'm going to go down there and open up a can of ass whoop on him. And I would say <laughs> pack a lunch <laughs> and ride a horse. <laughs> All right, just a little bit of fun. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Absolutely. God bless you both. I'll be in touch. All right, so we, we get a lot of time. You know, I don't get a lot of time, and I know that I'm over. I was over this morning as well, but I want to talk to you about your commitment. What's your commitment? So your commitment to truth. If you're a radical leftist, I want you to share this message with your radical leftist friends. <laughs> Mr. Producer, that was kind of funny, right? I mean, we'll share this to the radical leftist friends because I'm going to red pill a couple of them. I'm going to get a couple of them on my side. I'm going to get a couple of them that dig just below. I had a conversation before this podcast with someone that works for an organization that I support financially and that I truly, I truly love. And she goes, before I got on the phone with you, I had to go do my research on you. And I went down the Joe Oltman rabbit hole. <laughs> and I went, well, let me tell you what's true. And I thought about it for a minute. I was like, I don't even know if I could tell you anything that they say is true about me. I will tell you this. What's right is rarely popular, and what's popular is rarely right. 
Now, before I had that call, before I had this podcast, I had a, before I, I, I met with someone, and this is a woman who is a, she's a lawyer. She started a nonprofit. She's a friend. I've been friends with her and her husband for many years. They have young children. And, and so I, I, was, I was talking to her, and she goes, I had to shut down my nonprofit. She goes, it was debilitating, Joe, because I couldn't raise money. And I go, that's because your husband went to LPR, went to Leadership Program of the Rockies. They see him as a threat. And she goes, well, maybe. And I go, look, they're, they're using all the tools to make sure that they isolate anyone that wants to do good. See, they want to talk about doing good, but they don't want to do good. And she goes, well, I had, to sh I had to shut it because I had a board. And the board, I had all these great people that said that they really wanted to help children. And then she goes, I went to my board and I said, listen, I need all of you guys to raise $5,000. I need to go out and talk to your people about how we can commit to stop abuse of our children. It was a great organization. I've given money to this organization, lots of money to this organization. As soon as she asked the board to do that, many of them quit. But that's not where it ended. Then she had another board that came in, and she was still doing good and giving out grants and helping children who have been in abusive situations and allowing and empowering women to get out of those abusive relationships and environments to protect their kids. She was an exceptional lawyer that did not want to be a lawyer anymore. She wanted to just have her footprint on society and do good. And then... The Roe versus Wade. And one of the people, so she put up something as a post, and she said, listen, I, I think it's good that they actually restored the right to ban abortion to the states and ended Roe versus Wade. And one of the people that's on her board said, I cannot believe that you're a pro-life. I am leaving your board. I thought that you were socially liberal. She goes, well... Actually, I didn't say that. What I said is, we were talking about sexual orientation, and I don't care because I'm going to let God figure that out. I'm going to serve as an example and do the things that are necessary as me as a person in order to serve as an example for them and love on them. But I never said that I was pro-choice, nor would I be. I end my commitment to, to stand by your right when it involves killing children, killing babies. And I, t I told her, as we're sitting there talking, I go, you need to come on the podcast. You need to have your own podcast. You, you need to stand up and start fighting and let, know, let other attorneys know that they can also fight. You need to become an effective voice of rising up people with courage because lawyers, by the way, are risk adverse and they are cowards. As a whole, I'm sorry, most lawyers are cowards controlled environment, please take the plea deal, I might lose a trial. They have no constitution for going under any pressure. 99.99%. And any of you that have had an attorney know what I'm talking about. And she goes, I don't know. I said, you only have to make a decision of one thing. And that is, are you willing to let them say really bad things about you that aren't true? Are you willing to let them slander you? Are you willing to let the court of public opinion use the battering ram of a psyops against you and recognize that reputation is the thing that man can screw up and, and 
Character is the thing that God judges you by. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to say that people are more complicated than right versus left? And that the people largely on both sides have been left behind? She goes, I think so, but I need to talk to my husband. I said, okay, go do that. So that was before the, the other conversation. I know that my goal for you is just to get you to stand up and to become an ambassador. That's my goal. Now, tomorrow is going to be an amazing morning. At 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, we'll have Dr. David King on this show. Dr. King is running for lieutenant governor of Wisconsin. He is a pastor. He's a business coach. He works in the places like the inner city of Milwaukee. When I first met him two days ago, I had never heard a voice so effectively talk about what is truth yet get, and make so much sense while showing me a scripture that I've always been able to read, yet I, sent, I, I must have skipped over it because the pastors did too. So tomorrow we're going to talk about truth. He's going to talk. He's, he's going to, I told, I said the same thing that you said on that stage at that church. That's what I want you to preach, talk to this audience about tomorrow morning. So if you want to hear something that's completely different, you want to hear something that is absolute truth, you want to hear something that will challenge your senses, yet show you in words, literally show you in words, the truth. He's not making stuff up. He's not coming to some sort of, hey, knock on this twice, lift your jacket, drink this. He's not doing any of that. He's taking the words and saying, well, wait, hold on. You read that part? Yep, that's what it means. Now read the rest of it. See, we selectively pick things, and he is selectively unpicking those things and stopping the perversion of the church, much like, by the way, Dr. Martin Luther King did, and which he is, King is the last name as well. Maybe it's providential. Ambassador of truth. You are an ambassador of truth. That's all I got for you. I have nothing more for you. You just got to decide what that means. Now, for me, what that means is sharing the message. And being an ambassador of truth, being a person that allows to be the arbiter of reality. Hey, listen, listen to this. And if you're not a radical leftist and you have people in your, in, your, in your influence who are conservative, not conservative, middle of the road, agnostic, share the message with them. Share the message and give them an opportunity to have a conversation with you where you don't have to be right. There are many times that I have conversations with people where I'm not right. And they say, oh, I don't like what he said. They don't have to. Give them, give them enough space, headspace, where they can change their perspective by saying, okay, well, just listen to a couple more podcasts. Just listen to a couple more messages. Read a couple of these books. Do something to take yourself out of the confines of the normal, paralleled speech that you get from the mainstream media. And there you will find great peace because then you will know. And if you don't know, and if you come to the same conclusion, if you go through all that and you came to the same conclusion, God bless you. Maybe I'm wrong. But I find myself always, I listen to CNN. I go and research BLM. I research these groups with an eye, by the way, that does not hate them. And the last thing I'm going to say before I get off this soapbox that you call the podcast I'm going to read something to you. I was super frustrated on Saturday. I was really frustrated. I mean, frustrated is probably not the word for it. I was pissed. I was walking by. I was in Wisconsin. And I walked by the Democrat booth, and I was like, I want to punch him in the throat. 
my wife is like, no, you don't. And I was like, no, no, I really do. But I can't because it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon and those snowflakes went home because it got a little too hot after 301. I've been in many of, the, <coughs> many of those situations. <laughs> and this is what my wife said. And this brings me back to a place where I did recognize that I was overseas with, with people who were, that wanted to kill me. They wanted to kill it. Everyone was an infidel. Lost family members. Spent time in jail. Guantanamo Bay prisoner 345. Sam Alhaj. These are people that I've met in my life. That some people call terrorists. That Susan Rice, she makes up everything anyway. But people that have made stuff up said, and this is what my wife said. I hung up the phone and she sent this to me. Love, your comments about the Democrats are not consistent with you as a person. You are not a hateful person, nor do you hate people. It is a total and complete falsehood that you would possess any negative negativity towards any of the people you encounter along the way. You have always thought of meeting people as an opportunity to help them grow and challenge their perspective. I love you. Be you. That's from my wife. And that was as I was being authentic. Kind of like when I'm authentic on this show. And I was like, man, I want to throw that person on their neck. Yeah, I say it. I'm not even sure I wouldn't do it because I probably would. But to take a step back and remember who I am, I'm going to ask you to do the same thing. Remember who you are. Be a light. Head true north, ethically, morally. Get ready for the fight. It's not going to be a turn-the-other-cheek type of fight. And, and they've taken too much. They've taken too much ground, and we are going to have to fight to get back and plow this field and get rid of the trees and all of the weeds. But it will be one thing, one thing I can promise you, if you stand in the fight and you speak truth and you become an ambassador of truth, I can promise you this one thing. It'll be worth it. I'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. God bless you all. Until then. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.